I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Today... I'm honoured to be joined by a member of the Pullum family. The Pullum name is legendary in landscape gardening. Pullumite stone goes back to the 1840s and the Pullum Landscape Company has existed in some shape or form since Victorian times. I'll be speaking later to a fifth generation Pullum, Val Chrysman. My thanks to Mr Fothergill's Seeds Sponsors of this podcast. I've got quite a lot on this week. Uh, It's the Garden Centre Association Conference where all the independent garden centre people get together and we see slides and pictures of all the best garden centres so I hope to bring a report from that to you next week. And also, uh, Steve, Val and I are off to uh, Germany. We hope to... uh, tour the 14 halls of the Essen Horticultural Trade Show. There'll be some stories there, I'm sure. But things are happening here too. Bergen and Bull, that uh, remarkable tools company, well, tools and gifts they're into now, they can trace their manufacturing way back into the 1760s. Well, they've been sold to the Canadians. I hope that uh, we can get an interview with one of the... uh, staff from Bergen and Ball and just to find out what's going to happen to this great company. And we spoke last week about the planting of a big new woodland right across from Liverpool to Hull. And this week there's another story. Apparently they're going to plant 100,000 trees in the Yorkshire Dales. Boy, I do like to hear of these uh, tree planting. We can't do enough of it as far as I'm concerned. And the Yorkshire Dales Millennium Trust, in partnership with Yorkshire Dales National Park Authority, the Forestry Commission and the Woodland Trust are all getting together to plant these 100,000 extra trees in Yorkshire. All strength to their elbow. If you uh, didn't raise your sweet peas from an October sowing, uh, there is still time. You can uh, chit them indoors now and then... uh, get them germinated in pots and then they'll be ready to plant out in April and if you do so, a few in October, some now and then others in March, April it will extend their flowering quite a lot and if you don't want to go to the trouble of sowing seed well then there's a very good offer coming up for sweet pea plants in the sun in the TV magazine this coming Saturday but if you... uh, do actually see the soil and you're not in Scotland and under snow it's quite a good time to do what I call slicing 
you go out into the flower borders and under shrubs and with the spade almost horizontal you just slice off just an inch or so of soil and then flick it over, invert it so you've got a really clean surface and then you can put on a mulch. We've had enough moisture that we can start to mulch right through now and that will hold the moisture through the summer and of course help to smother weeds. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our guest this week is another very special guest and a fifth generation from the famous Pullum landscape contractors, Val Kreisman. Val, we've worked together for a good many years now, but I don't really know the full history of your forebears and landscaping. Yes, well, we didn't know very much about um, our forebears, actually, until very recently. We've been very lucky to have somebody else do the research for us. But um, they were very eminent um, landscapers uh, and rock builders from the Victorian and Edwardian eras. So in their time, they were really prominent. One of their main claims to fame was that they had um, an artificial stone called polamite. Yes. Now, what have you found out about that? Well, uh, it was the second generation of Pullums, the uh, James II, as we like to call him, um, James Pullum. He had actually moved from London down to near where I live now in Hertfordshire. And he was, uh, he really did everything from uh, landscaping gardens and uh, re plastering the insides of houses or re-stuccoing outside. He was a very um, artistic man. There's a gentleman who lived in Hoddesdon called John Warner and um, was quite a a wealthy man. And he asked James to landscape a new house of his, the gardens. And it was there that uh, James was, um, I'm not too sure whether it was a, a house for orchids, but it was sort of a conservatory type building. And he wanted to uh, do a rock backdrop. And he found it easier to build there a wall, a mock-up wall of brick, uh, etc., and just render that with a surface that actually became, came to look very much like rock. And so we think that it was there in Hoddesdon that is the, the first rock that he ever constructed. And it was so good that I think from there... 
he actually made a business out of it and he took it to the garden shows such as Chelsea, etc. And he did actually fool um, experts of the time. You mean he, he had a sort of concrete yes. type material yes. Th- yes. that everybody thought in practice was stone? Exactly. In fact, he was um, a really clever man and he wrote a letter to, um, the, I think it was called uh, a journal called The Builder of the Time, and he wrote a letter praising the properties of concrete. And he wrote about 19 different types of concrete. It was, it's amazing to, to read it. But also he's talking about the properties of concrete and saying if you use it properly, it will last for years. It will last almost uh, as good as stone would. And, of course, um, he was so interested in the properties of concrete that he went that little bit further. And, yes, he could fashion it to make... Um, um, a little bit of concrete look exactly like uh, sedimentary stone. And it certainly has stood the test of time. I it mean, there's, there's some at Buckingham Palace Garden, isn't there? Yes, 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 there is. And that looks um, really good, actually. I had a walk around there um, a little while ago, and they're just clearing a lot of the undergrowth and sort of cutting back a lot of their trees and shrubberies and uh, exposing more of this rock and it's in a um, fantastic condition there. It really does look good. And, and where else would uh, people be able to find it? Well, I think uh, Sandringham is a lovely place to go to have a look um, because they have uh, pulled out all the stops, really, the engineering um, feats that they did there around the lake, and they've got a big outcrop of rocks, and you look across the lake at it to a cave, a sort of boating cave they've got there, and um, that is stunning. It looks really realistic. And then, of course, uh, Justo in uh, Wales, in Monmouthshire, Claude Hitchin, who did the um, research, he always says that Giusto is the jewel in the Pullum crown. It's worth anyone going to have a look around Giusto. They've got so many different types of work with rock and all artificial rock. It is very good. It takes you underground into so underground grottos and caves with water coming through them. And um, outside, uh, above ground, you can walk around um, lovely lakes and boating ponds and rocky streams and little bridges. It's really lovely. And could you describe it, the, the actual stone? I mean, if somebody's going to Dewstone or to Sandringham or uh, any of the other places with the Pullum yeah. landscape work, what does it actually look like? What kind of rock does it look like? Well, it's a sedimentary rock that they were trying to um, sort of recreate, something like millstone grit, which if you touch it, it has sort of a, a loose sandy feel. Um, so, and that's what a lot of this country is built uh, with this sandstone type rock. So it sort of has a, an orangey or yellowy um, appearance to it. And you can see it in layers. Of, the Pullum's very clever. They've built it in layers. So you can see sort of big rocks and then a, um, a sharp, it goes in and on a very small mountain. And then another uh, bit underneath um, would, would stick out. You get outcrops of huge great rocks some of them can go up to seven or eight foot tall but yes it basically it looks like sandstone uh, yeah. sort of an orangey color and, and this whole idea of grottos and tunnels yes. you know, i've just been to one of the landscape schemes of pullum and, and you actually got into a little rowing boat yes and rowed for i would think 
50 or 100 yards yes. um, underground through this little stream yes. with all kinds of um, rock surrounding you. you know, it, yes. it looked absolutely natural and yet was completely man-made. Yeah, completely. I mean, that's, the Victorians were so good at that. The idea was really that... Um, the big landowners or wealthy people would go round the world on these adventures, would go round looking at these places and um, recreate a lot of it back in this country. And um, some of these underground tunnels, they've put little bits of mica in. So when you go through with a candle, it will sparkle like diamonds in an underground tunnel. And like you say, the, um, you have stalactites coming down from the ceilings and it does it looks so realistic they were so clever a lot of people have tried to uh, restore some of the pull and work and it's not as easy as they've made it look they were um very talented it's uh, you can even hear the water dripping and when you um, walk through some of the these tunnels etc you can hear the water dripping just as you would in a natural cave and they didn't leave the recipes at all. I mean, you, you... no, no. Um, that's a thing. There is a story um, that my great uncle was offered the family Bible, and um, they seem to think that any information of the firm was entered into this family Bible. But my uncle at the time, my great uncle at the time, said, "You know, I don't want that rubbish." So um, we understand that it was burnt. It's almost a myth, really, that this secret recipe of the Pulamite um, is long gone and no one can recreate it. But I maintain that they were so good with concrete. The secret recipe really is just the knack of treating the concrete right. And all you need is the right mix which you know which many people know these days you were a different mix for different jobs but the color and the consistency and they would add things like um broken shell and fine grit etc and very good colorings to imitate the surroundings and any natural rock and um as my granddad used to say if it looks right it is right and um and i think that is the secret recipe it's just um artistic talent yeah well now your dad is a very skilled landscaper yes is he not tempted to experiment with some of these things well i think had he have known a bit sooner he probably would have done i mean but oh you know i should i'm i'm brushing my dad off there actually without even knowing about the pullums which is really bizarre um, as a firm, we've been building our own rock gardens for a long time. And, of course, these days it's easier to transport rock because we have better facilities these days to, to bring rock into gardens. So, obviously, where you can use natural rock, even the Pullums would use natural rock. But there are times when my dad has, has had to use concrete as an infiller for some natural rock. And without knowing anything about our past history... He made the concrete look like um, natural stone. So he was experimenting in his own way to make things look like uh, natural stone. But, of course, he had no idea that he was um, copying what his ancestors did. And he never went to the scale that they did. 
I'm sure had he found out as a younger man, he would have um, gone to great lengths to um, create um, rocky outcrops in people's gardens. I, I mean, it's almost spooky that, isn't it? You yes, know, it I, is. I, you know, I see your dad as one of the great artistic landscapers. Yeah. You know, what, what is it, three times at Chelsea he's built gardens that have won best in show. Yes, yes, yes. And, and really to have come from that must be in the genes, Val, mustn't it? Well, it certainly is, because um, as a little girl, um, our holidays were spent um, going uh, to places that were covered in rocks, so we could do rock climbing and fossil hunting and all that sort of thing. And also, uh, my dad was a farmer, but a very talented carpenter and well, can turn his hand to anything. So um, naturally... He could build wonderful gardens. And yes, we've all been so interested in um, rocks, etc. I'm sure it's in genes. I'm sure um, it's an innate property that we all have. And the Pullum uh, exhibits at Chelsea, they actually built on the rock bank, didn't they? That the Yes, they did. The, the site which is closest to the Thames. Yes. They don't build rock gardens there now. No, they don't. But um, we have a photograph of um, one of the James Pullums uh, being in- introduced to the king and queen at the time, and uh, it was George and Mary, and we have a photograph of a garden that my dad built on this very same site, which he incidentally did win uh, Best in Show, and that was a rock garden. And it's unbelievable that um, so many years later, the um, you know, my my ancestor building there, we were building there and we had no idea that the others took place until afterwards. So, yes, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. You know, that's a story like no other. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. And in fact, we wouldn't have found out, actually, that I hurt my back working at Chelsea. And it was there that my dad said take two weeks off, bless him, take two weeks off and start researching the family history because he said, you keep saying you're going to do it. And that's when I found out that, um, you know, how eminent our ancestors were and that they were exhibiting at Chelsea. Well, uh, finally, Val, could you just list a few more places where people would um, find a Pulamite? Uh, was it at Waddeston? Manor, I seem to remember. Watson Manor, yes, in um, Buckinghamshire. That's uh, an absolute must. Go and have a look at that. There's an awful lot. I'm just trying to think which ones that the public actually can get into. I have to say again, uh, Justo is um, really um, lovely. Um, there's uh, Rain Thatch in um, Bristol. Again, I don't know whether the public can get to that. The, the place that I, I, we met you, um, Warren Park Hotel, was it? Yes, um, yes. Down at, near Kingston. That's lovely. And there's some Japanese gardens there that the, right next door that are open once a year. Um, that um, is really interesting to go and have a look at. Lytham St. Anne's, there's some beautiful work there. And, of course, at the coast, Margate, um, Folkestone, the Lees at Folkestone and the Zigzag Pass, um, they're really worth going to have a look at because um, at the end of the Pullum um, dynasty, as you'd like to call it, when the wealth left the big houses, the um, seaside resorts started investing in doing their seafronts etc up and that's where the Pullums moved to so there's a lot of rock work on the seafront so um, yeah they're worth going to have a look at.
And uh, if people want to find out more about that, there's a book, isn't there? The book by Claude Hitchin, yes, yeah. and that really is um, a lovely book. It's a full story, some fantastic stories in there, and beautiful pictures. If you go on to uh, the Pullum Legacy, yeah. um, there's a fantastic website as well, which Claude runs, and it has uh, different stories every week, and you can um, source the book through that. Val, an absolutely fascinating story. And, Thank you. And, and that there should be a, a complete gap between generations, and yet you still uh, continue doing the same brilliant landscape work. Quite yes. remarkable. Yeah. Yes, and I intend to um, carry it on and, you know, plug that gap. So, thank you. One of the uh, great gardening scribes uh, writing over the uh, seasons in uh, our gardening magazines is Adrienne Wilde. And Adrienne does a regular Twitter. Just recently she had a Twitter which said, uh, we know garlic is good for us and as a natural antibiotic. But uh, if eating raw garlic upsets your stomach, try it in a sandwich. Well, quite honestly, my stomach doesn't take very kindly to garlic. And I think if I tried to hide it in a sandwich, uh, it wouldn't be fooled. But for those of you who like garlic, uh, then you might like to try Adrienne's recommendation of eating it raw in a sandwich. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mr Fothergill's Seeds, and my producer, Charlie Jones. And thank you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.